It's only been a couple days since we last filmed. Zach and I really wanted to make sure we got two episodes out this week, so here we are. Welcome to episode 25 of A to Z Sports Talk. Should be a shorter episode, but we'll see if Zach has some crazy things to say today. Uh, who knows? Uh, with that being You're said, dumb one. <laughs> with that being said, we have our list of the top 10 second basemen, our reactions to the two NHL conference finals games that happened, our reactions to game one of the NBA finals, and then to finish up, we'll give our predictions for the Atlanta Falcons. I don't feel like I need to ask this because I saw you last night, but you've been doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing good since the, like, 10 hours since I last saw you. <laughs> yeah. And the... Like a day since our last episode, our last time we recorded. So yeah, doing completely fine. Um, have you been pretty good? Slept yeah. good. Yeah, I slept, I slept good. Uh, you got a busy night tonight. Seems like. Yeah, I do. A little engagement party action going uh-huh. tonight, so that should be fun. Um, yeah, a lot of people will be there. Get to eat a lot. That's uh-huh. what I'm looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, it's always good. Uh, you have any? Did you see it? I do. Uh, first, did you see it? Is Ryan Fitzpatrick retired after 17 seasons with like 18 different teams? Yes, <laughs> Fitz Magic is no longer. He's the best. And then also, it is National Donut Day, mm-hmm. and uh, the chocolate long john for you. See, my uh, favorite dessert is donuts, actually. So, you consider donuts a dessert? I guess it is a dessert. What do you count it as? I don't know. Breakfast pastry. We're going to be chowing down on donuts during this episode, then. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Donut Palace. Mm-hmm. Did you have a Did You See It? <laughs> I did not. Shocker. Classic. But, I guess we can get going with our top 10 second baseman, unless you have anything else. Let's do it. So, I had a couple honorable mentions. Uh, I had Jeff McNeil's honorable mention for the Mets, Gene Segura for the Phillies, Jonathan India for the Reds. Colton Wong for the Brewers, former Cardinal. And then Jake Cronenworth. I'm not a Cronenworth fan. I think he's a little overrated. Because um, I think he was an all-star last year. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. So um, He did a solid year last year. Did you have any honorable mentions? Uh, yeah, I have Gene Segura, Jonathan India, and Jazz Chisholm. Who AJ has high on his list because mm-hmm. he's not that smart. So, do you want to start with the 10, or do you want me? Um, you go this time. So, my number 10 was Cattell Marte. I know you're really high on wow. Cattell, but... So, this year, two homers, 12 RBIs, batting 263, 739 OPS. The thing for me is that he can't stay healthy. Um, I think he's had one year of, like, 149 games or 150 games. He has had two years. Okay. Yeah, played 153, 144, then the COVID year. So, he played basically all the COVID. Then last year he was hurt at the beginning of the year and played 90. So, like, kind of pretty durable, that's it. Yeah, I guess it's more durable than I thought. Uh, I Every time I look at the stats, I forget about the COVID year. Mm-hmm. So I just see the number 58 or whatever, and I'm like, oh, he was hurt. But Yeah, they need to put, like, like highlighted COVID yeah. year. And I feel like we say this for every position, but um, it was deeper than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I thought there was, like, a couple big names – but before we filmed, we were, like, finishing our list, and we were pulling names out of left yeah. field. So um, Pulling names out of our butt. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's pretty high on there. Yeah, so Marte was my number 10. Uh, but who do you have? Caught you mid-bite. <laughs> I have uh, the Crone Zone. Let me make sure, though. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Jake Cronenworth. AJ Adam on his honorable mention. Mm-hmm. For me, it's between him and Jonathan India for number 10. They had literally identical stats last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he had 21 home runs, had 71 RBIs, and really his first full season, 266 batting average, 340 on base. But the big difference is he had positive defensive runs saved, and I think second base, you got to be solid defender. He had, I think, five defensive runs saved. I think that was a big... Cronenworth? Uh, yeah, Cronenworth. That's why he got on my list over Jonathan India, and I think he's going to be solid. I don't think he's going to be like lighting it up all the time, mm-hmm. but he he can play all over the place. Yeah, he's very versatile. Um, he's not having a great start to the year this year. He's batting two hundred six, but I think he'll he'll get up to that two fifty ish range and be a solid second baseman for a pretty long time. He is twenty eight already though, so he's kind of old. Hmm, I didn't know that, but. I didn't know that until I just looked at his age, yeah. so that kind of surprised me. But 
I think you'll be you'll be fine. I would also like to mention before we move on that I believe we we both would agree that uh, Jonathan Dia will be on our list moving forward. Probably he just had that rookie year. <laughs> yeah, again mid fight. Um, see, but my number nine was DJ Lemayhew. He was a guy we were trying to decide where to put him at because he plays a lot of third. He played first before Rizzo was there in New York. Um, but for me, he's just proven himself over yes. the years. This year, four homers, 20 RBIs, batting 252 with a 722 OPS. Um, what were his stats these prior years, though? He had um, some crazy averages. Last year, he was not up to his standards. He played 150 games, only hit 10 homers, and had 57 RBIs, had a 268. The COVID year, he batted 364, had 421 on base, uh, third in MVP voting. And in that COVID year, in 50 games, he had 10 home runs and 27 RBIs. So last year was not that great for him. No. The year before, he had he batted 327, 375 on base, hit 26 home runs, 102 RBIs, was fourth in MVP voting. The year before that, his last year in Colorado, he batted 276, had 15 homers, 62 RBIs, and he has won. Three gold gloves, and yeah. he's my number nine too. Okay. So we can just kind of, kind of set everything. He's just super reliable, consistent. Where do you get the gold gloves at? Was it? Does um, it say? Because second. Because so he played exclusively at second, um, in Colorado. And he's also the tallest second baseman of all time, isn't he? Is he? Yeah, he's six four. I think that's the tallest ever. Because Matt Carpenter was the second tallest ever. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, so he was your number nine as well. Yeah, DJ he was. was. My Super number consistent. eight was Whit Merrifield. Same. Okay, good start. Um, Whit this year has really dropped off, and I think last year too he had dropped off. Um, Not last year. What, did he have a good year last year? He batted two seventy seven. His on base percentage wasn't high. Two set three seventeen. He led the AL in doubles forty two. Okay. Had ten over seventy four RBIs and led them in. He had forty steals. Okay, he le- he played good. every single game. Led the AL in at bats, yeah. So pretty yeah. solid. Yeah, yeah. Was an uh, I was wrong there. Um, yeah, you were. This year, three homers, twenty-four RBIs, batting two twelve, <clears throat> with a really bad OPS of five sixty. And what is he now? 32, 33? 33. That's what worries me, and that's why I probably had him lower on the list. Yeah. Um, is that if we're going off, if, if that's the criteria we're going off of, is who we, we would want right now. That's why he's lower on my list um, because. He is older, and these yeah. guys above him are are all younger and, and more spry, I would say. Um, oh, and if they're the same age, they just are probably a little better overall. Yeah. But he, he had some really good years. Oh, yeah. Um, 2018, he had uh, 45 steals. Then 2019, he was had 16 homers, 74 RBIs, batted 302. He's, he's very consistent and very durable. He played in 2019, he played... Actually, the last three seasons, he hasn't missed a game. Mm-hmm. He played every game in 2019, every game in the COVID. Didn't get the COVID. Um, and played every year, every game last year. And uh, I don't know if he's played every game this year. I don't know how many games they've played. but yeah, He's not I, doing too great this year, but he'll pick it up. Yeah. Um, I went to a game in KC last year. And uh, I don't remember how many games it was in a row for him. But it was some kind of Royals record. Yeah, and we like, honored him. And he's there. very... Uh, um, he can play anywhere. Yeah, center field, right field. Like, this shows positions on, uh, like, the positions you play in baseball reference, and mm-hmm. it's basically, like, every number. Yeah. <laughs> Except, like, pitcher and catcher. <laughs> yeah, he's he's pretty uh, pretty amazing. Um, My number seven was Tommy Edmond. Was that yours? No. Okay. Uh, this year, Tommy, I mean, really could probably be higher um, if he does this another year or two. This year, four homers, 22 RBIs, batting 272 with a 756 OPS, and what, 12 stolen bases? Uh, Something like that? Yeah, 12. Which is uh, top five in 30 last year. Yeah. So, also a gold glove now to his name, um, which I don't, I I personally did not expect him to be that great defensively. Really? Um, I thought we would have a drop off defensively from Colton Wong. He's, he, he's been better than Colton Wong in every single category. He really has. I stand by that. Yeah, no, I, I'm with that. But I think whenever we whenever we let Wong go, I did not think he would do this. I didn't yeah. think he would fill in into that role really well. But um, definitely could be higher. Um, and I know some people probably have him lower, but we're Cardinals fans and we see him all the time. But 
We're biased. Yeah. Um, Tommy was my number seven. Um, my number seven was Jorge Polanco. Um, he's just a offensive beast, I would say. It's second base. He had 33 home runs last year and 98 RBIs, which is pretty crazy for a second baseman. Um, and then COVID year, he hit 258, 304 average, which not amazing. And then in 2019, he was an all-star, hit 295, 356 on base, 22 home runs and 79 RBIs. And that's probably his best year, like av- batting average on base and home runs and RBIs. And he was 13th in MVP voting. Um, I was between, like, Tommy Edmonds is my six. I was between him. I was deciding what, who should I put over who. And one big deciding factor is Jorge Polanco is not as good as defensively as Tommy Edmonds. Yeah. And he has 13.6 war, and he's played nine years. Tommy Edmonds has 11.6, and he's played four. Yeah. So that's, I think, a big a big measuring, they used a measure, measuring stick, I guess, mm-hmm. of MLB players now. So that was a big factor in uh, where he is now. But he's a... Heck, I'd take him on my team. Jorge was seven? Yes. Good um, DH. And then your number six was Tommy, you said? Yeah. Do you have anything to say about Tommy? Beast. Yeah. I, he's um, obviously an amazing defender, very durable. And what I was telling AJ is his offense wasn't amazing last mm-hmm. year. If his offense would just be a little better, you'd be top five, yeah. top three maybe. Eh. What was his average also? 250 262, 260. 308 on base. So yeah. he only walked 38 times last year in 159 games. This year, through 50, he's walked 19 times, so mm-hmm. almost half of that, yeah. which is is really good to see. Or literally, that is half of it, yeah. For a while, he had more walks than strikeouts, I think, was yeah. the stat. He struck out 34 times, too, so far, which is pretty good yeah. compared to... And he, hasn't stri- he didn't strike out... He only struck out 95 times last year, which I'm a big person on... If you have two strikes, it's better to put the ball in play yeah. than especially as your leadoff. Miss. Yeah, lead-off guy. And so his on-base percentage is at three forty-seven right now, and he has a two seventy-two batting average. So hopefully, he keeps kind of that mm-hmm. range. Maybe raise it a little bit. And he still has time to improve. Is he mm-hmm. 25, 27. Oh, 27. Okay, but yeah, still, still time to improve. Any super, you can play him anywhere. Oh, like yeah. he's been playing short now, but yeah. we put him on our second base list. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, Gorman's <clears throat> on this list yes. in the near future. Uh, my number six was. Brand- what do you mean he is on my list? <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my number six was Brandon Lau or Low. I think it's Lau. Um, five homers, twelve RBIs this year, batting two twelve with a seven oh eight OPS. But last year, thirty nine homers, ninety nine RBIs, batted like two fifty. Um, you know what his nickname is on Baseball Reference? What's that? Bam Bam. Bam Bam. Well, uh, Bam Bam had a tremendous season last year, and uh, before that, hadn't really played a whole lot of games. Mm-hmm. Um, he's young. I didn't realize he was that young. But you can't not have a guy who hits 40 homers at the second base spot, on not on your list. So um, he's at my number six, and I guess I don't really have much more to say about him. Um, if he continues that in that direction, does something like that this year, he could be higher. Oh, um, no doubt. But definitely, because it's just that one year, he could move lower as well. Yes. Um, but you already said you're number six. My number five was Jorge Polanco. Now, before we started this, I didn't have Jorge on my list. I forgot about him. Yes. You talked me into it, and then I put him higher. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Jorge this year, average is down. He's got five homers, 26 RBIs, batting 224, 670 OPS. But these last... Three or four years, he'll, he'll raise it. Has been one of the best second basemen in baseball. Oh, for sure. Um, you already read off all the stats in the past yes. years, but it's been since what 2018 that he's been doing this. 2019 was uh, his full 2019 first full year. Or he was solid in 2017. He had a good year, and he, then he got. I mean, he got hurt 2018. He only played 77 games, but he's been solid the last since then. Yeah. So um, definitely a mainstay in that Twins lineup, uh, in a rebuilding team that is. Doing very well this year, and then where are we at? Five. You did. He's five. He's my five. <clears throat> my number five is Ozzy Albie's. Um, I think he could be in the coming years. He could be the best second baseman in baseball. Who is at the top of your list? Uh, I'll uh, I'll say it. I think Ozzy Albie's could be the best second baseman in a couple years. Mm-hmm. Like I, he's really good. I just 
like he's a good defender. I just kind of put him. He's had great offensive seasons, but I don't like that his on base percentage is so low, and his OPS is for a guy who had thirty home runs. Well, last year was like eight hundred, but I think if he could just put his average a little higher and on base, he'd be like even like insane. Mm-hmm. But last year, I think I would call was his big. It was his best year. Yeah, he had thirty home runs, one hundred and six RBIs, batted two fifty nine. 310 on base and helped them win a world championship and was an all-star at 24. At 21, he hit 24 home runs, 72 RBIs, 261, 305 on base. And then at 22, he hit 24 home runs, 86 RBIs, yeah. 295, 352 on base. And the sky's the limit for him. He's he's incredible. He does it all. Could win a gold glove. Yes. He's a very good defensor. If I defensive player, if I go to the fielding, yeah, he's had positive defensive runs saved every year except twenty twenty, the COVID year. Do you have his contract on there? Can you see that? Because I think he's it's on, really long. It's really long, but I think it's really reasonable. They got him and Acuna locked up for a long time. Yeah, I don't. I want to say it was eight to ten years, and like yeah. not a not bad money wise. No, the Atlanta kind of got a steal. They did with both of them. Yes, I would agree. He um, actually led the league in hits in twenty nineteen. Is he only twenty five then? Yeah, he's twenty five right now. Wow, yeah, he's, he's. I really think he could be the best second base. Definitely, player. especially in these next two years when Altuve probably declines. Yes, uh, he could definitely be up there. My number four was Marcus Semien. Now Semien's had an awful year this year, and until. This last week, he had zero homers and like seven RBIs and um, just an atrocious year so far. Uh, he does have 18 RBIs now, only two homers, batting 194, a 539 OPS, which is awful. But last year was what a top three MVP. Yep. Uh, 40 what 46 homers. 4502 RBIs. That's insane. Yeah. So, and he's done not to that extent, but he's had those type of numbers yes. the last few years in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Last year was in Toronto. Um, now he's in Texas. So maybe as the weather heats up, the ball starts yeah. flying more for him. But just kind of after getting to hit a little bit, maybe he'll yeah. just be not as stressed. To he's probably just trying to, um, what's the word? Push a little bit, try to live up to the expectations. Kind of like Anato did here. Yes. But uh, did he win a gold glove last year? Yeah, he did. So All-star, top three MVP, gold glove, silver slugger. When he was at shortstop in Oakland, he was awful defensively. Uh, look at some of those error numbers. There's, I, there was one year where he had, I, I swear he had 30-plus errors. It was, yeah, 2015 he had 35 errors. Yeah, that's Then right. he really like brought it down. Yeah. And 2019, he only had 12. At shortstop? Yeah, 2017 he only had 9. Yeah. Well, they moved him to second base, and he's a gold glove t- yeah. type guy there. Um, a lot of his mistakes were throwing mistakes. And I actually know from personal experience, like, shortstop for me was not. I played it because we needed me there, but because we didn't have, like, a bunch of guys. But You have a noodle arm? I have a noodle arm. I do. Because uh, at second base, I, I was really successful. So I kind of feel me and Marcus are kind of the same there. But. Yeah. <laughs> um Who's your number four? Uh, I had Catal Marte, who you had wow. way down at the list. Wow. And I know you looked at his stats, and you're probably like, oh, he only had 14 home runs, had 50 RBIs. He batted 318, 377 on base. He did that in 90 games. Yeah. Like, that's pretty incredible. And uh, he was injured at the beginning of the year. Then he just came on and was on a tear. And he's on the Diamondbacks, so no one really kind of thinks about that. But the COVID year, he didn't play amazing he hit 287 though 323 on base just didn't have a lot of homers and rbis but you're playing on the diamondbacks Mm -hmm. and then in 2019 at 25 he hit 32 home runs 92 rbis batted 329 and had a 389 on base which is incredible for me yeah incredible to me and he was fourth in MVP voting and i just think now that he's healthy he's batting 263 right now um two homers 16 rbis um and he has a 333 on base, which is, I think is good. I think his average is only going to rise. I think he's going to have another good year. I just think he's, I just think he's really good. He's one of those guys in the Diamondbacks team that I think will start to decline as the yeah. season goes on because they've over. I think people are going to decline. He's just going to keep. Yeah, going I think up. he's going to be. If they 
because they're overachieving right now. Mm-hmm. If they go down, which a lot of people expect, I think he will be a big trade piece that people yeah. want at the deadline. Before, like a couple of years ago, when we were kind of needing, because he can play center outfield too. Yeah. He can play. He played a lot of center field last year, I believe. Yep, he did. And when we were kind of uh, a couple of years ago, I was like, maybe we should trade for mm-hmm. Quintel Marte. I'd love yeah. to have him. I think I did on MLB the show. Just, how, how old is he now? 27? He's 28. 28? He must have just turned 28. Let's see when his birthday is. I think it's just he was born in October, so. Yeah, I'm not I'm not mad with you having him at four. Uh, I did have him at ten, but. Um, like, I know a lot of people probably have Ozzy higher, but. I have Ozzy higher, yeah. But uh, let's get to my number three here where things might get a little heated. I have Jazz Chisholm Jr. at number three. Um, yeah, that I, makes sense. <laughs> it doesn't, he doesn't have the track record uh, or the like past experience that these other guys have. He's played 184 games. But uh, our criteria is guys I would want right now. And Jazz, this year alone, uh, is having an MVP-type year. Until recently, his average has dropped off. But he was, he, I have him on fantasy, and he's like killing it. But um, he was batting like 290 at one point. Right now, it's 268. At one point. At one point. That's the key word. Um, at one point. <laughs> Eight homers, 31 RBIs. And I think that what impresses me is that he's batting leadoff or second over there from Miami. And he's getting all these RBIs and not a very good lineup. Mm-hmm. So uh, an 865 OPS. Besides uh, possibly Altuve. You could say Jazz, he has an argument to be the best second baseman this year so far. And how old is he? That was a stupid take. You don't um, like he's that? 24. No, he's no. I, th- I think he's. You'd say he's the best second baseman this year. In the major leagues. This for 2022 season. Oh, he, He's had the best season of, of all the second basemen, arguably. I, w- I would probably still pick Altuve, and we'll get to Altuve. Unless you don't have an Altuve on your list or something crazy. No, he's, he's on my <laughs> list. Um, but no, Jazz, uh, how old did you say he was? Uh, 24. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he could be the best second baseman in baseball at some point. He's got tremendous speed, um, kind of an erratic arm a little bit, kind of crazy, yeah. but because uh, he tries to do too much sometimes. Yeah. I think we talked about that with... Tatis a little bit too. Mm-hmm. He kind of gives me those vibes. Um, he can, he did he did that. Uh, he pimped that homer against the Cardinals earlier that I yeah. I found disrespectful to the ump because um, he kind of looked back at him and stuff like that. But uh, definitely a, a stylish guy. Always has blue or green hair and yeah. um, I do like the style guys. So he's he's number three on my list. He's also a career so far in his career, but he's been two forty five and three hundred two on base. Yeah. Best uh, second baseman for sure. <laughs> um, so my number three, which makes more sense, is uh, Brandon Lau. Um, the past two years, he's been top ten MVP voting. He had, In the COVID year, he had 14 home runs, 37 RBIs, batted 269, 362 on base in 56 games, which is pretty dang good. And then last year, as we talked earlier, he almost had he had 39 homers, 99 RBIs. So close was to, to 40 and 100, which would have looked really nice. Mm-hmm. And then the year before that, which was technically his rookie rookie year, he was 24. He got an all-star. He batted 270 to 336 on base, 17 homers, 51 RBIs. And he came up in the middle of that year because he only played 82 games. So he's really young, and he's been very consistent, very durable. And he looks like he's played. A, he can play a lot of different positions as yeah. well. And yeah, I, think I, I forgot about him on the second base because yeah. I see him at third all the time. And like his average gosh. is not as high, but his on base is up there. He he has a good batting eye, and I think he's gonna. I know he's off to a struggling start right now, but I think he'll pick it up. Yeah. Um, my number we're at two, right? Let's see, my number two is Ozzy Albies. Six homers, twenty two RBIs this year, two fifty one average, six ninety nine OPS. Kind of been an under. Under what underachieving year um, for the Braves as a whole, yeah, and I, that might just be because they're worn out and tired from mm-hmm. that long run last year of winning it all. But like you mentioned with Ozzy, I don't have to say a whole lot about him. Um, he's a what? What did you say? 24, 25? 25. 25. and he's a guy that uh, definitely could be number one um, as soon as the next year mm-hmm. or two. Um, He's only about 251, like I said, this year, but I think that'll get to his, his normal. His averages are – that's kind of where his normal average was last year. But the power is crazy yeah. out of that spot. 
great defense and um, great speed. How many stolen bases this year so far? Three. Oh, three. <laughs> All right, well, uh, he is a speedy guy, believe it or not. Um, but, no, I'm really high on Ozzy. I see all his, like, trainings. That, I don't know if you've seen him, the trainings that he does, like, before games with Ron Washington. Where he's on his knees. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he takes it very seriously. Yeah, and if I, you're an infielder, look at those videos. Yeah, his, his hand-eye, and um, you got to respect it. But Ozzy was my number two. My number two was Marcus Simeon. I know he's having a bad year this year. I think that's why he was a little lower on AJ's list. But you can't ignore the fact that the, in the last – the past three years, he was top three in MVP voting. Mm-hmm. His last year in Oakland, he had 33 homers, 92 RBIs, batted 285, and it had 369 on base, which is incredible. He walked 87 times that year and struck out 102, so he almost had more walks than strikeouts. Then last year, 45 homers, 102 RBIs, just blasted the ball. And hopefully he can get back to his normal self in Texas because he was kind of fun to watch last year and well, he won the gold glove him and Seager both have underperformed we yeah. talked about Seager last episode and I think they're both kind of those were the two the big signings of, yeah I think they're kind of pushing it a little bit but like I, you just gotta reward him for how good he has been and like he last year was his first time being an all-star which is kind of crazy yeah. he must just be really good at having good second halves and if you look at his other like past hitting sets he's been pretty consistent and he's been really durable. He's played, he played all every game last year, and in 2019. I think the, what I'm seeing with these position rankings is that besides I did center field by myself. That was the episode I did by myself. Yeah. Besides that, which obviously traps the best, mm-hmm. there's a lot of like toss ups here. I agree. Um, and so my number one and and your number one was Jose Altuve. What? <laughs> and. and um, I think most most everyone would have Jose number one. Some people, if you're going off just last year, Marcus Semyon is obviously number one. Yeah. Um, most people would have Jose number one, but you could make an argument for a lot of people once again, um, like we did with third base and left field and right field. You can make an argument for different people. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good players, second baseman. For me, Jose is still – and I – I lost a lot of respect after the whole scandal came out. Yeah, because I, sure. I was actually a big fan. He's like five foot four, yeah, and he's five six, hundred sixty six pounds. Yeah, so and he had thirty one home runs last year. It's ridiculous. Um, he keeps pulling it over those Crawford boxes in, in Houston, but uh, he has ten homers, sixteen RBIs, two seventy nine average, eight eighty four OPS so far this year. Uh, I don't have his writ- stolen bases written down, but two. Okay, he he, isn't, he's not stealing as many bases as he used to. As he gets older, yeah. Um, and then how many years has he played? Uh, Twelve. Yeah, so I mean, that's a big thing for me is just um, he's still producing and he's got that track record. Almost a 2,000 hits. He's at 1,800. Do you think he can get 3,000? No. It's going to be close. I mean, he's just getting older. Yeah. he hits. He's by far the best hitter. Like he, Four years in a row, he led the league in hitting. Um, but I had him number one as well. But last year, you really didn't. I don't think I really heard of Altuve. I'm like, oh, he must have not played that good. Oh, yeah. no. He just hit 31 home runs, 83 RBIs. Yeah. 278, bang average, 350 on base. And he's never struck out more than 100 times. That's insane. Last year was his highest. He struck out 91 times, and that was his highest. How many gold gloves does he have, also? He only has one. One? Yeah. He is a tremendous uh, defensive player. And he's an MVP. Yeah. He had like this five year stretch where he was incredible. And yeah. I don't even know how he wasn't MVP candidate in twenty nineteen. He hit thirty one homers, seventy four RBIs, two ninety eight uh batting average. He's been super consistent. His career batting average is three oh seven, wow, three sixty on base career in twelve years, which is in an era where it's <laughs> incredible. In an era where it's power or nothing. Yes. That's pretty amazing. One year he stole 56 bases. That's absolutely crazy. Yeah. It's crazy how he went in the beginning of his career. Like, he was 24 when he stole 56 bases. He batted 341, hit only 77 home runs, 59 RBIs, and now he's hitting 30 some home runs a year. It's crazy to me. And then the year he won MVP was he batted 346, hit 24 home runs, and 81 RBIs. That's crazy. It's ridiculous. Like, yes, he had the help with of a trash can, but yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I definitely lost respect for him because I was 
definitely a big Altuve fan. Um, I just respect how he played the game, and then that happened, so I, yeah. I lost respect. But yeah, I agree. I think the majority of people would have him number one yeah. on their list. I think if you were going into the se- if we did this going into the season, it'd be Marcus Simeon. Yeah, like oh, you yeah. couldn't. Definitely. Would and you still have had Jazz way up on your so, list? So, so I'm looking at it, and I'm going to keep it because I don't even know if I would have had Tom. Would you have Tom? Tommy Evan would have been way lower. Yeah, I think. Tommy would have been nine or ten probably. Yeah. Um, but our criteria is like including now, but also yeah. past. So. I and and I would say also future is what we're kind of looking at. Yeah. So I would not be like as I'm looking at my list now, I would have Marcus Simeon over Jazz, mm-hmm. but I'm going to keep it because I think the Jazz take I have will age like well. I gracefully. I, yeah. I think I think I don't think it's going to age badly where age like fine red wine. <laughs> yeah. Where I think Jazz is going to be a tremendous player moving forward. So I want to keep him there. Um, but Ozzy and Jose are still proven more above him. So uh, next episode we have first base, which yeah. um, has a lot of good names once again. Yeah, so. I'm sure we'll probably put the same. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. totally. Um, Freeman. So speaking of that that first baseman, let's get on to our Cardinals talk here. Uh, we we only had one game since we last talked yesterday. Really? We we caught the one at the end of the game. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, true. It was in the middle of the day. Yeah, so uh, we Cardinals, lost. <laughs> yeah, Cardinals lost seven to five last night to the Cubs. They shouldn't have lost to the Cubs. No, and you know I kind of. Well, I guess Liber- Liberator was pitching exactly first that, time in Wrigley. That's the reason why I was like a little iffy going to that one. I feel confident with the other ones, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, Libby you, you, pitching in Chicago is so different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't think he did poor. I put even that Libby struggled, but. Um, he gave up like four runs and four and a third or yeah. something like that. It wasn't anything terrible, but we had a chance at the end. It was five to three. Um, in in you know, what's that in distance of coming to a win? You know, what I'm talking about. I have no idea. The lead was in striking distance. Striking distance. There it is. Um, but it was five to three going into the eighth, and then McFarland, who's really struggled. Gave up a couple. So Ollie was like, yeah, let's put him in this crucial yeah. situation. Uh, I think he's really trying to – he's pitched him a lot lately. Yeah. One game he pitched him like three innings, and he pitched like 60 pitches. Well, the game – that may have been the game I, me and Conlon went to on uh-huh. Saturday. Or, no, he just came at the ninth inning, and he uh, gave up a two-run home run. I was like, sick. And then yeah. after he finished the game, we were up like six. He like was like yelling like he just got the last strike – or last out in the World Series. I'm like, okay, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, he's – Again, tr- I think we talked about him last episode. Tremendous last year, mm-hmm. along with Luis Garcia. Kind of a, a bunch of pickups we had. Lester yeah. and Happ were great. <laughs> um, I'm but not going to say last year. He's really struggled this year, McFarland has. And he gave up two. And then, of course, in the ninth, Bader hits a two-run homer, which would have yeah. tied it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, tough loss. But Goldie extended his streak. That's, yeah, that's what I was going to get to. 24 now. And yeah. then 30, what, 38 on base? 37? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. And Arenado got another hit. He's put together like a three or four game hitting yeah. streak. He's up to 280 now. Yeah. What, he had just had one hit last night? Yeah, one hit. They and both I, had just one hit. I think he had three the day before against yes. San Diego. So Donovan got another hit. He's batting over 300. And he's in the five hole now. Yeah. Which, he's not a, your prototypical five hole guy, but... But I think they're just like, he puts it in play. Like you, His on-base percentage, I saw it. It's 442. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He, wa- he has a really good batting eye, and he walks... So much. Mm-hmm. Um, what else here? Uh, we have Michaelis going today. Um, I don't. I think they just have another one of their no-name guys going. Uh, let me see. Let me see if you can see. pull it up. Fill the time, AJ. Fill the time. Um, trying to think. I don't have anything else Cardinals-wise. Mm-hmm. I have some some stuff around the league. Pujols, like he's is batting. I'm looking at his like last game. He's batting two ten. But he is a 327 on base. Which, it doesn't feel like 210 to me. No, it doesn't. I feel like he's hit a lot of hard balls. Yeah. But. It's it's Michaelis and some some no-name guy. Um, was, my... was Keegan Thompson last night? It might be Keegan Thompson today. I don't remember. No, Keegan Thompson last night. Okay. He's 6-0. and Dang. Keegan is? Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. Come on, computer. Okay, we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> Loading. I would talk about something else, but I have nothing else Cardinals-wise. 
Borman's back in the lineup after having a stiff back. Yeah, so that's good, good to see. Um, Marcus Stroman, so probably the best pitcher. Okay, um, so not a no-name guy. Are you serious? They give them a 52.6% chance of beating us? Okay, ESPN. Yeah. Um, I actually did have one Head other... Head peeve, ESPN's analytical people. Oh, it's yeah. What did you say about the NBA last time? Yeah, they gave the Celtics an 89% chance to win, which they, were, they, they did right. win. <laughs> um my last thing, Cardinals-wise, is not in the majors, but it's in the minors. Uh, Mason Wynn is in double-A now. We mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Destroying double-A. Really? Batting 380. And I keep hearing and seeing like articles about how he has the strongest arm, not in our system, but like out of infielders coming up through he any had, like, system. He like, had a, a routine play to short. Those are like 97 over yeah, first. Yeah, that has to, probably has to do with he was pitching. Yes, he so was a two-way player. But he's not doing that anymore, right? No, just shortstop. And... He's looking, you know, the last couple of years I thought Delvin Perez coming through might be that shortstop because yeah. we drafted him in our in the first round. Mason Wynn might be that guy that's a, our shortstop moving forward. Yeah, for sure. But then it's like... We have you, so many people. It's a good problem to have. It is. It is. Um, the, the, the thing with that is, like, I don't think... I'm waiting for somebody to, like, run with it. Yeah. And I think Gorman will hopefully do that. I think that's what the Cardinals' hope is, that Gorman kind of runs away with that second base spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're like a guy like Dylan Carlson who hasn't been hitting, you're like you gotta start hitting or I have not heard someone's gonna be putting taking your spot either. If you wanna put Jordan Walker in right or yeah. Mason, when I feel like is athletic, he could play anywhere. Oh yeah, I don't. I have not heard any updates on Carlson on a rehab hmm. or anything. O'Neill's supposed to be on a rehab this weekend. Yeah. Um, but I have not heard anything about Carlson. And is Mason when a right-handed or righty? I believe. Yeah. Is he hit for, he hits for some power, doesn't he? I think there's some power there, but the average is what's impressing me, and he's got great speed, yes, great defense. Fast. So, I think he'll be in AAA by the end of the year, and we could see him. We very could see soon. Heck, we could see him and Walker soon. Yeah, they're both this. Or he's a little older, but they're both. They both been on. They both drafted the same yeah. year. Yeah, I think and, they're good friends too. And I would say any people that are Cardinals fans that are local. Take a trip down to Springfield. I want to do also, that. Also, uh, Flaherty's going to be having rehab assignments down there yeah. like next week. Yeah. So. Yeah, Flaherty should be back soon. That, that's going to help us and out. And Moses Gomez, he is leading the minor leagues in home runs with 18. Yeah. He retook the lead. His average fell off. He's like batting like 360 now. Ugh, oh, yeah. Dang. <laughs> but, no, he's, yeah, you said 18 he's home a, runs. Yeah, he's a righty too, so, like, I, I wouldn't mind having him DH. <laughs> well, they, they did that thing where – a bunch of people moved up. Yeah. In the I'm surprised he wasn't one of those names. You know, when Newt Bar came up and Gorman, yeah. I'm surprised he didn't go up to yeah. triple because he's been dominant. Maybe they should sing Newt Bar to triple A. Or not triple A, double A. Double, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Newt's been struggling. He's in the lineup again today. I think they're just giving him chances. Yeah. Because you sent him down, I mentioned the last time, he hits a three-homer game. So Yeah. Um, we're, we're getting to a lot of guys like Burleson where they're kind of maxing out the triple A mm-hmm. thing where – that's where I think a trade will happen with one of these guys. Like I think you have to. Like we have so many players, and to get some of these younger guys playing time or just have spots open, yeah. so they're not just wasting yeah. away their potential to go for a starting pitcher or reliever to help mm-hmm. us. But I do like the the status of where we're at right now. I really think we're fine with position players. Yeah. Like I'm actually like for once confident. Mm-hmm. Like. Like, there was a couple of years ago where our minors were not no we're not looking too great. Like yeah. I don't think we have a ton of. We've always been pitching heavy. Yeah. And now it's opposite where it's we have we don't have very. Yeah. It's always like, like once in like ten years. Yeah. Like Oscar Tavares when he came. Yeah. Up. Or so. Next besides that it was Nolan Gorman yeah. or Dylan Carlson. Yeah. In almost any system, Gorman would be the top prospect, but yeah. Jordan Walker is. The real deal. He is legit. Um, some other news really quickly around the league. The Phillies today, this morning, actually fired Joe Girardi mm-hmm. uh, from his position. Um, the Phillies have really underperformed. So they that, lost 12 to the last 15. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, so it shouldn't be a shock to anybody. Um, Girardi's had success, though, especially with the Yankees. So I, it's one of those guys that I think anybody, a lot of teams would be mm-hmm. like happy to have. I thought at one point the Cardinals were going to try yeah, to go for him. I think we were in talks about it. Yeah. Um, and then my other thing from around the league is I don't have the stats pulled up recently, but Sandy Alcantara, Alcantara. Oh, I was looking at it. Ridiculous. He's, he's pitched like one of the highest innings per, mm-hmm. like, 
highest inning so far for starting pitchers. Has like a 1.81 ERA. Yeah. He's like top 10 in strikeouts. I'm like, he legit win the side. Oh, yeah. Um, he's His probably, whip's under one. He's probably my favorite to win it right now. <clears throat> and um, his last, I don't have it pulled up, but I remember from last night looking at it. His last three starts, he's pitched at, or until last night. He had pitched at least eight innings in all three, three of them. And great. then last night he pitched seven shutout innings and had struck out eight. The start before that, he had eight innings, 14 strikeouts. Dominant stuff, and a guy that, oh, man, if we had him right now. Yes. We trade like, him for Ozuna. Yeah. And there's another name that was thrown in there, too. Uh, I don't know if it was that trade. We talked about it a few weeks ago. Zach Gallen. Mm-hmm. Um, we traded him off. He's in uh, Arizona now. Mm-hmm. He's got like a 180 RA also. Really? So he's another Cy Young candidate. So... Oh, we got Goldie for that, so I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's true. But, um, yeah, Sandy has been absolutely ridiculously good, and yeah. uh, leading, I, I yeah. expect it to Beaten continue. Beaten in innings. Jesus. 1.18, or 1.81. How many strikeouts does he have? 71 strikeouts. So a little less than uh, strikeout, like nine strikeouts per game. What, what are the strikeouts compared to the rest of the league? Is that up there? Let me find leaders. Oh my god. MLB pitching leaders. He's got to be up there. He's up there and everything. He's leading for war and pitching. Um, earned run average. He is fourth. Wins. He's tied for first. Yeah. Strikeouts per nine innings. He's not on that. Okay. Where's just strikeouts? Because I have him on fantasy and I'm playing you this week and He's you're absolutely seventh. Strikeouts. Seven. Seven. Yeah. And. Uh, Frankie Montes is seventh of seventy-one. Future Cardinal. Um, yeah. But no, Sandy. I have Sandy on fantasy, and you're m- murdering me this week in That's what fantasy. I, do. <laughs> and, I haven't uh, checked, looked at it once. Sandy's like keeping me afloat a little bit. He's getting me like thirty <laughs> points per start. But um, I did have two matchups to watch this weekend. Both are kind of, I guess, unorthodox. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the Angels versus the Phillies. On Saturday afternoon, I believe it is, Michael Lorenzen versus Zach Wheeler. Lorenzen's been pitching very well as a starter um, for the first time in his career, and Zach Wheeler is a top-notch Yeah, I was going to say, he was always a reliever, Lorenzen. Yeah, or shoot center field a yeah, couple times. Field. Yeah, Yeah. Um, and then my other Jeez. matchup is on Sunday afternoon, the Mariners play the Rangers. Both teams have underperformed, I would say. I guess the Rangers have kind of been playing better lately. The Rangers are like around 500. Was, yeah, they're about, they started off like 2-8 and eight or something like that. But yeah. they're about 500 now. Mariners have really underperformed. Um, but they have their top prospect, George Kirby, going, who's pitched really well Kirby. so far. And then Martin Martin Perez is how you say it. Um, yeah, he's old. Should we trade for him too? He's got a 142 ERA. He's 31, so it's not like he's a young. And a lefty. If I was Texas, I'd trade him. Yeah. Unless they, I mean, because um, now I think a lot of teams have hope because they're three wild cards now. Yeah, true. I that I think that. a lot of teams are like, oh, if we're around 500. Which that's also, I think, a good thing is more teams are competing. Yeah, they don't tank. Yeah. And I think that's what. A, Pretty much every sport has really been focusing on is like, how did it get teams to stop from tanking? Yeah. Like the Rangers are twenty four and twenty six, and uh, um, the Angels have dropped off, and the Angels yeah. are only two games above five hundred, and the Rangers are two games below, and their Angels have lost seven straight. I they're believe. only two games back from the Angels, which mm-hmm. is kind of crazy. I, I I pointed out that game to watch because oh, they lost eight in a row. Eight, yeah. So oh, I watched their game yesterday against the Yankees, and Otani struggled pitching. Um, and Trout's in like a, a slump right now, and I didn't see Rondo, Rondon playing yesterday, but um, Trout's in a slump, but still hit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The Trout slump still like, like he's still the best player. Oh yeah. Team. <laughs> I pointed out that Angels Phillies game because uh, their pitching has really struggled, mm-hmm. and um, they get a chance against a Phillies team that's really like sputtering right now. Yeah. So it could be a chance to get back on track because. You, you, me, and Conlon all had high hopes for the Angels. Yeah. Also, the Blue Jays have won eight straight. Yeah, I watched their game yesterday too, and they they looked very good. It's crazy. Um, do you have anything else baseball wise? Nope. We can move on to the NHL. Uh, there's four teams left. Two series happening right now in the conference finals. Let's start in the East. Um, the Rangers upset the Lightning in Game One in New York, six to two. Um, game game uh, yeah game two is tonight. 
Um, I expect the Lightning to bounce back. Yeah, they haven't. Won, he hasn't lost a back. No, Vasilevsky so. doesn't lose back-to-back games. So and, yeah, it's, uh, it's guaranteed win. Like yeah, that. I also have two takeaways because I, I wasn't able to watch it. Uh, I got to see highlights oh. and like articles about it, and I read a little bit on it. Um, and two things I take away is for Lightning fans, don't panic because they've been here before. You're the best goalie in the world. Exactly, and the first two are in New York. You 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 steal one out of there. That's I think that's always the hope as like the away team. Yeah, you just steal one. Steal one and then come back home and and I think they do that tonight anyway. Um, my other takeaway for the Rangers side is I mentioned last episode that they came back from three one against the Penguins. Mm. Uh, they won a improbable game seven against Carolina, and then they win game one. I mean, you have to be confident if you're a Rangers oh, fan. Sure. And I even put like a little question mark here. Is it, is it the Rangers' time? It's kind of like the Blues, where nobody kind of expected us, and then we just kept going and mm-hmm. kept going. And I saw a guy talking Don't about... Don't they have Shesterkin? Shesterkin, yeah. And he's probably second-best goalie in the yeah. world. So, um, I would say... Or I saw a guy talking about how he's a Rangers fan, and he's talking about how much he appreciates deep playoff runs yeah. now that his team is in one. <laughs> and it make he's like there's nothing greater than waking up um, after you win a clinching game, knowing that you at least play four more games. Yeah. And I, I literally related to that so well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think the Lightning won tonight, and uh, I think they win the series still. But if you're the Rangers, you have to be confident in what, yeah. in what you got going. For sure. In the West, uh, in Game Two, the Avalanche dominated the Oilers. Sadly. Um, and then a couple take, takeaways I've had from I had from that I didn't get to watch that one either I watched Game One that eight to six game but um, I everything I read the Oilers came out flat and that's been something they've really kind of surprisingly just done a few times in the postseason where they just come out with no energy and yeah. it's too late you yeah. can't you can't do that this time of year and uh, I would say Oilers fans don't panic um, because you do have three and four at home. Yeah, but you need to have that urgency right off the bat. You gotta win. These are two must-win games. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I think they at least win Game Three. I don't know about Game Four. Uh, I, I personally, when I was watching the, when I was watching the Calgary Oilers series, and when, when I was watching the Blues Avs series, I think I talked about here how mm-hmm. I think Avs or Blues would beat Calgary or the Oilers in five. Yeah. And uh, I think we we all picked Calgary to win it all mm-hmm. against Florida. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> But, no, I think the Oilers do win game three, and that's tomorrow night, I believe. So um, they need their superstars to come up big. And they need better goaltending, too. Yeah. The um, Avalanche are just so quick on the break so after gosh. watching the Blue Series. And yeah. I just – they just seem like they pass it good. I don't know – They're so crisp. It's like the Blues just suck at passing or what. But I feel like we could not make it pass, and they're, like, in our face all yeah. the time. Yeah, they're so fast, and it seems like they never get tired. Um, they're extremely well-conditioned, so – Definitely um, up there in the top two favorites to win it all. So even going into the postseason, not just yeah. now. But um, I, I'm still cheering for the Oilers. Uh, they need a big night from McDavid or Dreisaitl tomorrow night. Or is that tonight? Tonight game? No, tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. tomorrow. Um, but we can move on to the NBA. Game one just wrapped up last night. The Celtics surprised the Warriors. Um, were you surprised? That they won that game one? I was surprised. Mm-hmm. I was surprised by how big they won the game. Like yeah. how big of a mark. I know they came back in the fourth. Yeah, because it was quarter. close all the yeah. way. I was very surprised. I thought the Warriors would take care of it at home. What I'm surprised with is that Tatum was 3 for 17 with 12 points, and they still won. He had 13 assists. Oh, I did not see that. Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and then what, you want to talk about that Draymond? Yeah, Draymond take? was, in his press conference, <clears throat> he was saying how I think it was Al Horford, Marcus Smart, and Derek White. They went 15 for 23 shooting. He's like from three, yeah. He's like, was it all from three pointer? Those those were just threes. Really? Oh yeah. dang, I didn't know that. Yeah. And he was like, oh not. He was like shrugging off, like, oh that's no big deal. Like uh-huh. it's just those guys. They don't do it again. But then I'm like, Jason Tatum was three for 17. Yeah. That doesn't happen. And I just hate Draymond Green. He's so mm-hmm. just hate him. Yeah. And I just hope the. I don't want the Celtics just to sweep them just because of Draymond. I love Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, but just because of Draymond, I just don't want the Warriors to win. Al Horford had one of those games again, though. One of those weird games where he dropped 26 on six of eight threes. Yeah. 
And I'm like, what? Because he had one in, what series was that? Um, it might have been the Heat series. Yeah. He dropped 35 or something one or night. the Bucks game. It was the Bucks. It was the Bucks, yeah. yeah. He dropped like 35 one night randomly. Mm-hmm. Um, and no disrespect to Horford. He's proven himself, and he's a great player, but. He's, I he's not like that. Um, Best trade acquisition in the middle of the season. Yeah. Yeah, he's been um, really good. And uh, for the Warriors side, I would say Curry was great um, at 34. Uh, but I, I would say you need – because it was a 12-point game, but until the end it was very close. Mm-hmm. And you need Thompson or Jordan Poole, just one of yeah. them. Because Thompson had like 15, but he wasn't very efficient. I think Jordan Poole, who's been a great piece for them, had nine points. Um, if you ju- Wiggins. I think Wiggins had 20, but it wasn't very efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm worried about, if Horford, let's say, does this again, and Tatum gets it going. They, Celtics just have these guys who they can kind of go off, like Grant Williams. He could drain a bunch of threes. or the energy guys. Derek White or Peyton Pritchard. Yeah, smart brings energy, yeah. Yeah, Robert Williams, like he just... Uh, high percentage because yeah. he just dunks it. You look at those names, though, and you don't think it's... A, like, if I just looked at names alone, no stats, I would think the Warriors would blow them out. Yeah, for sure. But they just have those guys, and it's a really well-coached Udoka. Yeah. And I picked the Heat to win because of coaching, and Udoka mm-hmm. did a tremendous job coaching to get them through that series. But um, do you think they uh, bounce back in Game 2, the Warriors? Maybe. I would think so at home. But at the same time, they they lost to the Celtics when I mean, Jason Tatum didn't play good, yeah. and Steph, their best player, played amazing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know how that is, though. Uh, Maybe ESPN analytics are right. I remember, <laughs> like it was yesterday, man, um, that game one, 2018, with LeBron. Oh God. He had a 51, eight and eight, and then the J.R. Smith thing happened, and mm-hmm. they lost, and I that's kind of how I feel with the Curry thing where he played so yeah. great but they still lost and it's just like kind of demoralizing mm-hmm. but at the same time the Warriors have been here so often and they've dealt yeah. with this before that I think they do bounce back and win yeah, game I two agree. I think they'll I think it'll be I still think it's going game seven, seven I th- games I think so too um, and I will say if that not Adam Silver will make it go seven <laughs> exactly uh, he'll put in Scott Foster yeah. and he'll get the job <laughs> yeah I will say that um it's kind of like what we said, I think, with the Rangers-Lightning series where your goal is the away team to at least steal one, and they did that mm-hmm. already. So if they can win game two, they have the insane advantage. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think the Warriors will come out with that must-win mm-hmm. um, mentality, and I think they do win game two. So um, let's get on to our next NFL team. Um, sadly, I guess, the Atlanta Falcons – uh, I have the Atlanta Falcons at five and twelve for the season. What about you? I had them at three or four wins. Wow! Yeah, their schedule is hard. It's bad. It's Let bad. Let me find it. They play start out playing the Saints. They won't win that. Then they play the Rams. Then they play the the really good CLC Hawks. <laughs> um, then they play the Browns. And if Deshaun Watson is playing, they will lose. If he is mm-hmm. suspended, mm-hmm. they may win. Buccaneers lose, 49ers lose, Bengals lose. So they play like, those were all playoff, the Browns were in a playoff team last year, were they? Yeah. Yeah. So they play one, two, three, four, five playoff teams in six weeks. <laughs> and then they play the Panthers, which I have them winning. I have them splitting with the mm-hmm. Panthers. They play the Chargers, going to lose. They play the Bears. I think I gave them the Bears because yeah, the Bears I did too. Like screw up. Then they play the Commanders, who's like decent, solid. I I they play the Steelers, which I gave them beating the Steelers because I remember they don't. It's in Atlanta, isn't it? Yeah, that helps. Then they play the Saints, the Ravens, the Cardinals, and the Bucks. So they have hard schedule. So if you give them four wins, it makes sense because, and we agree because I I have them splitting with the Saints. Okay. Because they always play well. It seems like those yeah. games are close. So I have them winning one of those. But I marked down tough schedule, like you just said. That I don't know where that ranks in the like schedule. Sounds off. Seems it seems like a terrible tough. schedule. I agree. Um, but you're really high on Marcus Mariota. Do you think he's gonna play well? I think I'm really excited to watch him play. I think he'll have a bounce back year. I think he'll, I think he'll be really good. 
I think he'll exceed expectations. Like, I, I know you hate him, even though he was Eisman winner and super good. Yeah. But uh, I think he'll get back to form, and I think just some time off with the Raiders, just, like, I don't know if really learning with Derek Carr, but kind of, I guess he's kind of was a mentor to Derek Carr. I don't know if they're the same age. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I think Marcus Mariota is one of the smartest quarterbacks in the league. I think he's really smart. He's super athletic, and he's only 28, or he's... 28. Yeah, he's 28. Um, he'll turn 29 in October. So he's still young. I think he'll have a revival. And this Falcons, like, their defense is going to suck. Mm-hmm. But I really think the Falcons' offense could be pretty good. Because they drafted Drake London, who mm-hmm. had some crazy games with USC. He had, like, 15 catches in a couple games. Um, Kyle Pitts, stud. Yeah. And Cordell Patterson, who's just put him anywhere. He yeah. Could, he could be, like, the center and. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think they'll be good. I think they'll be like up and down fast. And except it'd be nice if they had Calvin Ridley, but he's gone forever or just for the season. I'm I'm cheering for Mariota because I think he kind of got um, bounced out of his spot. Mm-hmm. What in Tennessee and then in Oakland, obviously he wasn't going to start over Carr. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm cheering for him. And he's got, I was going to say he has like. Because they don't have high expectations, I would say. Yeah. I would say... I was going to say that I think he has, like, room to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. But they did draft Desmond Ritter. Yeah. And he's, like, right... It's Desmond Ritter, right? Yeah, Desmond Ritter. So he's... I don't think Mariota has that leeway to kind of... Yeah. If he, if he... Let's say Mariota, in the first five games, they start terribly. 0-4 or 0-5, 1-4, and he plays terribly... You might just say Desmond Ritter, yeah. give him a chance. But I really don't know if Desmond Ritter is going to be amazing. Either. I don't know either. Um, I, if I was him, I'd, I'd have him wait the whole year because, like, yeah, he was good, learn. but at the same time you're in Cincinnati and you're playing. Yeah. Like, he, I don't think he was great in the college football playoff. Yeah. Like, you were against Alabama, which is probably it's very similar mm-hmm. to NFL. Like, everyone on their team gets drafted. But I think, I think he'll play good. He had... In 2016, he had 26 touchdowns and 9 interceptions, so... Yeah. He's capable of doing it. I think he just... I don't know what was going on in Tennessee. I just think he needs to take some more chances sometimes. Don't be um, scared. Mm -hmm. I know at one point he had, for like a couple seasons, he'd never thrown an interception in the red zone, which is really good. But I hope he plays good. I personally think he's going to play really well. I think the reason I have at such a poor record is their defense was ranked 29th in football last year. And I think you were mentioning how off air that they got some pieces in the draft defensively, but I still don't think that's going to make a huge difference. Yeah, they right got now. a edge, a defensive end, yeah, a linebacker, another defense edge guy, yeah, and then uh, yeah, that was it. And you're in a division with the Saints, who we project what ten or I think we said nine and eight. Yeah, last episode. they're going to be good, solid. And the Buccaneers will be a Super good. Bowl contender. Because Tom Brady. Yeah, um, and then the Panthers will probably be poor too, and yeah. we'll have the Panthers next. Um, Panthers or Bucks, I guess we'll mm-hmm. figure out who. But um, I think they could. I have them at five and twelve because I have them stealing one from New Orleans. Um, but let's say New Orleans really struggles, or mm-hmm. Jameis gets hurt, or something. They have Simeon or. Uh, Hill at quarterback, they could win both. Yeah, um, they could win both against the Panthers too. Yeah, and they could they could split with the Bucks or something. They could be seven and ten instead. Yeah. But um, I think you said four and thirteen. Yeah, you're gonna give them the benefit. Yeah, give them the benefit. <laughs> and uh, I'll go five and twelve. But it's gonna be weird though, not uh, seeing Matt Ryan in the Falcons uniform. Oh yeah, it's gonna be more weird seeing Matt Ryan in a Colts uniform. Yes, it's gonna be weird seeing him. Uh, just give up, just get sacked so easily in the mm-hmm. blue and white. Yeah. Um, and then my final analysis for them, um, and I, I even put here, sorry to any Falcons fans listening, but your team is definitely rebuilding um, and have a tough, and that tough schedule doesn't help anything. Yeah. So that's not too, at least they're rebuilding. They got some exciting guys to yeah. watch. Oh, yeah. It's London. I think um, Mariota's will be exciting. Oh, yeah. So, I agree. Um, who do you want to do next? Panthers? We can do Panthers. Panthers. We can save the best for last. Yeah, I'll go with that. So we'll do Panthers next episode, which will be early next week sometime. Yeah. 
Um, we'll have a couple games in the NHL to cover. We'll have NBA Finals, probably Game Two, maybe even Game Three. Yeah, Cardinal Series against the Cubs. Yeah, it's a five, oh, an odd, rare five-game yeah. series because that doubleheader. Hopefully, we win the next four. Yeah, we should. Yep. Uh, we'll have our top ten first baseman as well. Yep. Um, Conlon should be back. He maybe. should be. Yeah. We'll um, see. He'll be back sometime next week. He's been killing some fish in Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, he's been busy. <laughs> he's been um, doing God's work. But And also, as he was illegally feeding alligators, or his brother was. His brother so was, was, yeah. That's kind of funny. Yeah, he looks like he's having a good time, though. So um, He'll be back sometime next week, if not early in the week, the other episode that comes out. But um, until then, I guess we will see you guys next week. See you guys.